Hello and welcome to the Super Show. I am Jonesy and today I'm joined by Chris and Jamie. Oh. Say hello, guys. Hello, Howdy. gorgeous man. Um, so today I am in the hot seat to host uh, because, Chris, you're a little bit... Uh, a little bit worse for wear today, aren't you? But hey, it's all good, man. Listen, I'm tired, Sometimes. I'm cranky. Just just get on with it, all right? <laughs> Sometimes you need a break. Um, so you can find us on YouTube and on Twitter. We are at Super Show Pod on Twitter and we are the Super Show Pod on YouTube. Or we're also available on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or a podcasting platform of your choice. Ooh. First things first, though, we have to mention our Patreons because they are the people who keep us going. They're the ones who keep us being able to film, quite frankly. They're the ones who, you know, they do it. They're, they're the kings. Kings we and queens. Love, we love those guys. We do. Um, special mention, though, to Brett Zerbrig, Hacksaw Book Reed, Peaswad, Tristan Harris, William Sherry, and the two big dogs, Lonnie Thompson and Skylar Music. So thank you to all of you. You are incredible people. You guys thank are Thank you very much. They're the real MVPs, boys. Oh, yeah. They are. Oh, yeah. So first, first of all, we've got to do our uh, comment of the week, which is a new thing that Chris started. Oh, look at this. We're all rocking. I'm oh, the bad one. Hang on a second. Jones, is that a full-fat Coca-Cola in your hand? Do you know, my wife won't drink anything except full-fat Coke, <laughs> so I occasionally allow hey, myself. I, if, you, if you go look back at last week's one, I was drinking full-fats because I, I bought mm. a case of 15 of them because it was the only thing available. But, but I see you rocking just, just the, the, the zero, Jamie. Yeah, I think, I, I think I've got zero vanilla in the fridge, but I'm yeah. just the well, zero for now. I'm going to trump you in, in today's uh, showing because that's a... a Cherry zero. Yeah. Although here's a little peek behind the curtain that nobody asked for. I think I'm having a bit of trouble burping. Oh. Yesterday I had a Coke Zero really quickly and I went to bed needing to burp and it never came out. That's I was doing all kinds of exercise. I was gyrating around. Were you rubbing your belly? Just like Yeah. It never came to the surface and it felt really uncomfortable. Can you guys burp Is it still on the now? Can you burp on nah. the No, I can't. I have to drink no. fizzy. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of the same. Yeah. Wow, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh God! Do we have? No, we're not. No, I'm it's not one thing it. bringing up burping. It's another. You know, I don't. Thing doing I don't it. like people burping and farting in videos. You know, like no, I, I watch some of either. these edgy YouTubers, and I'm, and they're just like, oh, ha ha! Here's me talking about whatever, and then like crash zoom to their face as they burp, and they're like, why did you put that in? Yeah, yeah. cut it out, man. I you're, don't want to see it. You're you're a dog. Yeah. Horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's move on to the comment of the week before Chris starts oh, burping. Yes. Fucking yeah. Love it. Sure. Uh, comment of the week was from Miami Sunrise this week and said, I am itching for a Super Show gaming live stream. My top favourite live stream on ATG was the GTA 5 casino stream. Thank you, Alex and Jamie. It's just so fun. We've got to get another one going on this channel. Also, this was a great episode. So thank you, Miami Sunrise. Hell um, yeah. Streaming, boys. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so... We haven't done it for a while. We haven't done it for a while. Look, I, I do some streaming, personally. I'm going to pick myself Twitch, out. Right? It's a twitch.tv forward slash hot panic. And... You guys feature on there, so it might as well just be a Super Show live, live stream. <laughs> yes. Um, but that's not to say that, I guess, Super Show won't live stream. we just got to no. get around to it eventually. Well, we've been talking about doing um, a Resi live stream as well, haven't we? We were just talking about it now. Well, we're so. talking about it, but I think we'd probably be better served uh, doing it as a Let's Play, no? Like a like oh, a recorded thing that I could, you know, we I can see. edit it down and make it all like... I thought you meant live stream, but yeah, add, no, totally. Add in gags, Alex Jones. Mm. Add, in, add in some memes. God knows you love a meme. I'll tell you what, <laughs> so though. You can put that in. I, I wasn't involved in that GTA stream, but I, I was there when we were kind of coming up with the idea of it. And I wish I was there for that one, because that one, I mean, that's a, that's a fun stream, right? We had a blast. Man. It was so much fun. It says something when it got us playing GTA online for the, like the following two weeks after that live <laughs> stream, which I didn't see coming. Yeah, yeah. No, that was no, cool, though. That, that's when they launched the casino, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yes, but we, we took 
about 80 quid of our employer's money and we uh, <laughs> sunk it all into shark cards and then we jumped onto GTA and yeah. we just... Yeah. Peek behind the curtain, that's it. why we're no longer working there. No, <laughs> I was going to say, we, we wonder why we lost our jobs. <laughs> hey, and it made a good stream and, you know, people enjoyed it. That but look... Yeah. Man, I, I remember really about those streams so much, you have no idea. They were a lot of fun. I really enjoyed them. Like, do you remember... I think each and every one of us had to kind of like run out because we had we had the runs at some point. That was a common occurrence. Like, oh, yeah. Sorry, gotta go. No, for whatever reason. <laughs> that yeah. never that happened to Steph all the time and Jamie. Oh, but I think that's it. That, it happened to me once during yeah. the bloodstain stream, <laughs> or as we now refer enough, to it, man. the uh, brownstain stream. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, it happened to me once during a division stream. But speaking of a division stream, do you remember when Jamie couldn't shoot that fucking red light on the drone shoot and he was having an absolute meltdown? I was having a meltdown yeah. because you guys were taking the mick. I had many a meltdown, in fact. You know what? I was re-watching old streams the other day. It's funny we're having this conversation. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I was just going on a trip down memory lane, and I was re-watching the Resident Evil 7 live streams. Oh, yeah. Giving oh, myself yeah, a refresher times. on that game for reasons that will become clear later on in this podcast. And obviously, <laughs> you can see the chat log and sort of the history of the chat as it was uh, popping off while we were live. Yeah, and yeah, I miss some of those people. I miss some of those conversations. Who gives some probably, shout outs? Uh, oh god! Well, some luckily some of the people like are still around today and are still in the uh, still in the comments of the super show, which we're yeah. fortunate about. But I mean, off the top of my head, there were a bunch of patrons who used to come and hang out all the time. Uh, Phoenix and and Matt and Mickey J and and hell yeah, he's what, and then people who I don't know if any of them ever graduated to the patron, but. ASB sixty four, Mo Hamza, Joel Asp. I don't know. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna start forgetting people. If uh, oh, what if about Bumfluff? Bumfluff Bum was Fluff. a big one for Bumfluff me. Bumfluff was the uh, <laughs> was the the ever prominent troll of the ATG. Uh, <laughs> we had so a you troll. Call him, you call him troll. I call him oh. the Joker. Well, it's okay, you know you're sure. successful, right? I, I think Sir Galahad was the fucking troll. But there we go. We love you, Sir Galahad. Oh, I guess yeah. if you're around, he's still around sometimes. He's yeah, still around. He, he he pops his head in every now and then. Uh, Molly Jane. Oh, how can I forget Molly Jane? You know. We had yeah. a good time. I feel bad that we mentioned some because now I just want to say everyone's name. Now I yeah, want to go uh, through a Leo Dunlop, uh, flipping. No, because you're never going to remember everyone's name. Basically, we were just if you very watch lucky. the live stream, we love you. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, that's a nice way of putting it. perfect. Anyway. Yeah, if you try and say everyone's names, it'll be the one person you forget that then will feel like shit. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But hey, look, that's the past. I want to know about recent past. I want to know what you guys have been playing. So, yeah. Mmm. All right, who, who wants to go first? Go on, Jamie. I think you. Oh, I'll tell you. What, I'll go first because I probably have less than you to talk about. So, how about okay, that one? fair enough. <laughs> um, I played some Dota. Yay! Uh, I, I okay. Here's a bit of a bugbear for me, and it's something that I I don't think I touched on last week, but it was affecting me last week as well. In terms of uh, Warzone, so we've been having a lot of fun with Warzone, right? And uh, I think we've been trying to kind of meet up a lot and and play that game. Maybe you guys have, but I haven't been there because on PC, so you guys are on PlayStation and whatever the yep. updates are, fine. But on PC, so to download Warzone is like 100 gigs because it's it includes Modern Warfare, but it's just like gated off to you, right? Yes. So they released- Oh, you're going to talk about the update. Yeah. So they released a fucking patch and updates, right? And that to download that patch was 86 gigabytes. That is ridiculous. Okay. I, I, I think I did briefly talk about this last week, yeah. but- would you believe that I only managed to finish downloading it last night? For a, so for a week, what? you've been downloading it. Well, yeah. Okay. So a bit of context, yeah. I, 
I haven't been kept, it hasn't been going the whole time. I've only been able to download it in trunks, okay? But right. their service is so shit. Fucking Battle.net, <laughs> fucking Blizzard, whatever. The, the shell, the husk of that fucking company, all right? Um, it, they, they kept on having this like maintenance and whenever maintenance was on, you can't download the game, fine. Uh, and then right, when you yeah. can download the game, it's like downloading it like, 300 kilobits a second or something like really fucking pathetic yeah what is this the early 2000s that is extremely pathetic but anyway yeah. so i've got it and i'm looking forward to playing some warzone with you uh, guys if you guys Chris, are still playing nice. warzone fucking hell sorry uh just i uh, want to give a brief little bit of information just in uh, case uh, you haven't noticed uh you don't have it season three dropped yesterday you got another patch to download <laughs> or maybe, maybe that's why it took so long maybe it finished downloading the first No, because this, this is the like same the fucking... patch that you were complaining about last week yeah, but maybe it did that, like, because I... And queued the next one, queued the next one. Uh, maybe. You'll have to uh, open it up after we're done I'll tell you what, I'll see you guys in two months' know. time in fucking Warzone. <laughs> yeah, when, when there's another patch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, like, trios, I think, have been fully replaced now by quads uh, for the start of the season anyway, so oh. we need to find a and other anyway. Our quads are quality. Fair, yeah, yeah, we've we've often had an extra person, right? Yeah, we, we, we actually have to run Robin some of that shit. So we've got Martin yeah, we yeah. from Just Interesting. We've got good old Steph Murphy. Oh, yeah, yeah you, you guys haven't played with Sam yet, but I know Sam from One on One Facts. Uh, oh, but yeah, he has I've, been I've absolutely caning it. Oh, you have, Jonesy. I played with Sam. Yeah, yeah. that would be He's very cool. So I, I hope to jump on that with you guys. Um, like I said, I've been playing some Dota. Uh, it's going okay. They've had some some patches recently, which has shaped things up a bit. Uh, and then the the only other game. Okay, well, two things, right? So I pre-ordered and have now fully loaded, pre-loaded Final Fantasy VII. Oh, Good yeah. Stuff. Oh, yep. I cannot fucking wait. It's going to be You can play epic. it tonight, technically, right? Yeah. At midnight. Yeah. You, is there a way? Can I, like, set my my um, my region to Australia and unlock it? <laughs> no. I, I want to say Sony are a little bit funny about that stuff. I think you have to create an account that is from that region, which you can do. I want to say I've got a Hong Kong PSN because oh. you could get into the Call of Duty World War II closed beta if you lived in Hong Kong. <laughs> no apparent reason. Um, Excellent. Okay. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so there's that. That's the little side. And then the very last thing that I've been playing for some, some reason, while I was waiting for COD to uh, download, I fired up Risk Just of me. Rain 2. Oh, you, you were yeah. playing some of that last week as well. Hell yeah. It's yeah. such a good game, dude. They had a free weekend last weekend, I think. Uh, okay. And I tweeted about it. I said, hey, you know, you guys should try this out. It's for free. It's a fucking addictive game. Uh, the first one was uh, very different. It was like a sprite 2D side scroller, but it was fucking cool. And this one is like a fully realized 3D world. Uh, it's hard right. as nails. It is super satisfying. Everything about it is fantastic. And it's a little bit of an indie gem, I reckon. So, mm. yeah, that's a, a, a Chris recommendation right there. Good stuff. <laughs> Nice. So, so Jamie, what have you been uh, what have you been playing? Um, I've basically only got one game to talk about, but fortunately, it is still at the time of recording at least somewhat new, and that's Resident Evil Three, the long-awaited Ooh. remake that dropped uh, last week on Friday. Nice. Um, so yeah, I perhaps unsurprisingly have already finished that because it is not a particularly <laughs> long game, as you may well have heard. Yeah, some um, of the criticism it came in for was the length. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Criticism I've personally received as well, so I know what that's like. Um, <laughs> wow. Cheers, Jonesy. Okay. Someone's on the board. Yeah, no, I, I was I waiting that for that. One. It was a delay, but I got it. <laughs> if you can't laugh at a joke about how small my dick is, what can you laugh at? <laughs> sure. Nothing, apparently. Absolutely. Anyway. 
Um, if we, Josie, if we just keep absolutely silent the next time he mentions his game, Come on. Sport, that was, like, I was almost very uncomfortable. Josie saved me there, if anything. <laughs> I, was I, just, about to, I just didn't understand what you were saying. I was like, what, the game criticised you for what? No. That's nah. all right. In this edit, I'll go back and I'll take my laughter out as well. <laughs> oh, excellent. Oh. Yes. Okay. Tumbleweed. And, and if, just... If, just just time, like rate stretch, time stretch that no. whole thing. It's like two minutes long, just silence. And then just slowly zoom in on Jamie's forehead, the sweat beads just forming. That's the opposite of fixing it in post. That's breaking it in post. <laughs> break it. I break it in post. Um, nice. Anyway, my first playthrough, and maybe my only playthrough, we'll see if Resident Ooh. Evil 3 came in at about, I think it was four hours, 20 something. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah, really on the short side. I know people personally who have finished it quicker as well. And that was just... A first playthrough, which was about as exploratory as it's probably going to get, because yeah, I mean, while it is a little bit more open, um, and you could theoretically do a bit more exploring than you did in Resident Evil Two Remake, for example, um, I don't really think there's that much there. That said, I don't, I'm not negative about the game. Some people are really complaining about cut content and this, that, and the other. Zero nostalgia for Resident Evil Three, the original. I put my hands up to that. So for me, this was kind of just like a fun, slightly more action-oriented survival horror romp um, that still looked and played really fucking well because, of course, it's that RE engine and Capcom are firing in all cylinders lately. Do they... Are they still doing that um, different character playthrough stuff, like from... No. No? So... Uh, you do play as, I hope this isn't, I don't think this is considered a spoiler, you do play as Carlos, who is kind of the the side character to Jill Valentine, the protagonist, but it's not split into two different playthroughs. You just kind of every now and then jump over and play as Carlos for a bit, for story reasons. Sure. Well, I think that was one of the criticisms, wasn't it, was at least in Resi 2, you had the fact that you could play it two as different characters, which made it a longer game, Yeah. whereas this is only one playthrough, so yeah. you kind of, you play it yeah. and you're done. And then you exactly. Play. Like there's, I won't say there's zero replayability, but there's no story reason to experience, there's not like another uh, perspective to experience it from. It's just, yeah. you'd be playing the same game again for fun. Well, how, how long was Resi 2 remake? It was about the same, but the, the again with the was it with the caveat, was it like, like seven hours or something. I don't remember it being that long. I might be wrong, um, but I, I I thought it was in the same ballpark. But again, the caveat is kind of what what you guys were saying, which is that Resident Evil Two was designed to be played from two perspectives that played out differently. Yeah, and also just Resident Evil. It kind of this is going to be a really strange comparison, but. And some people are probably going to think I'm crazy, but it's almost like talking about Arkham Asylum versus Arkham City in that, not that like Resident Evil 3 is like an open world game or that much bigger. Of course, it's smaller in a lot of ways, but in the feeling of like Resident Evil 2's RCPD was sort of intimate and I don't know, everything, it it kind of felt like stalking the corridors of, of, of Arkham Asylum, whereas this is like you're on the streets of Raccoon City and it's a little bit more open and it's a little bit more action oriented. Um, and thus inherently a little bit less suspenseful, with the exception, of course, of Nemesis, who is one big fat fucker. <laughs> it's, I know it's funny because I know exactly what you mean. Like in at least in Asylum, Arkham Asylum, every corner you went into, there was something there to look at and to and to investigate. Whereas, yeah, you blow it out into a wider world, and there's there's doesn't mean that everything's as full. It's just spread out. Yeah, which, um, yeah, which can make it worse. Um, any anything else been playing? Um, so, no, is that I, it for you? It's been a weirdly RE heavy week. I actually played like half an hour of Resident Evil 4 last night. For, <laughs> again, maybe we'll talk about the reasons more slightly later on, but I kind of just wanted to give myself yeah. a refresher, especially if that is the next game to be remade. I kind of wanted to know 
I got what that game was like. Though, yeah. Because you... I mean, how can I... How word this? <laughs> Where's wow, this going? Where's this going? How can I word sake, this in man. such a way that doesn't... Yeah. Um, doesn't offend yeah. me? Yeah, maybe. Uh, you, you're not the... The oh, I know, I know, of, yeah, of, oh, okay. uh, of of gamers when it comes to the the horror genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my question for you is how how did you cope with the uh, nemesis? Uh, is is it maybe just too action oriented that actually the, the horror fades away or nemesis? So ne- nemesis was scary. Um, there's no question, um, yeah. but. It just doesn't feel like he's as persistent a threat. If you compare it to a game that people know freaked me out to no end, Resident Evil 7, where, <laughs> is it Jack the dad? Yeah, Jack. The father? Yeah. 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 The, there's something about the way he stalks you and the way he's kind of like, it's not even that he's in the game more than Nemesis is in Resident Evil 3, but it's almost just like, I don't know. Nemesis only chases you for small segments of the game. That's what I'll say. I don't want to speak too much about how and why and when that's going to happen. But Nemesis feels just slightly more manageable. And it's also, I had more head-on collisions with Nemesis. And this is something that I think applies to horror games in general, which is that there's something very scary about that Resident Evil 7, Outlast, Outlast 2 kind of thing of being chased by something or someone that you can't attack or that you can't kill. Yeah, yeah, and so you kind of rarely interact with them because you're encouraged to to hide (laughs) and stuff like that. Resident Evil 3 isn't that. Resident Evil 3 is a game where Nemesis is quick, sometimes quicker than you. He will kind of jump and dash in front of you. And while you're never encouraged to take him head on, you do inevitably have more head-to-head encounters. And it's like the more you see of that thing, the less scary it becomes. Because you kind of know how they're going to play out as well. Yeah. He can can still... I was still like, whoo! (laughs) Every now and then when he popped out in front of me, but... I don't know, just for me, inherently less scary than probably even Mr. X and certainly than Jack Baker. Okay, cool. Just my two cents. Mm. Still a good game, Well, um, I've been playing... Well, I haven't been playing much, unfortunately. Because, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Alex Jones, have you yep. finished a game? No, I've not finished uh, You haven't finished a game, no. scumbag! I do oh. have a good reason why I haven't finished a game. It better so, be. Um, Obviously, because we're because we're all on lockdown, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, yeah. Um, I've had to, I think I showed you guys some pictures in the week, but I've been turning my garage into a studio so that I can actually shoot because I've got a Hell small yeah. house um, and I've got two young kids and they can't go anywhere. So right now they're in the garden. They're Basically, like, what I'm doing is you're 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 building your masturbatorium somewhere away build- from the kids. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you know what? I was tempted to actually, na- I thought I should get a name plaque for like studio and I thought I should put masturbatorium <laughs> on the outside. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, once it's done, I'll share some pictures and stuff with um, on the Discord. Um, yeah. So that so well, the, the picture you sent us, uh, it looks like you've got some good progress. Yeah, you're that making be, progress. That'd be, cool. that'd be very cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm nearly done. But what happened this week was the wind a couple of weeks ago basically broke and blew off a load of the capping tiles in oh, the middle at the top of the, the garage. And they this week they're all like falling off. So I had to go, I went up there and I noticed there's giant holes in it. So I had to rip it all off. Then I had to try and get to a DIY shop that are all shut because obviously <laughs> what's going on to, to get some stuff to patch up my roof so that I can build my studio out there. So my week has been kind of taken over with that. So unfortunately I haven't really had time to play that much. However... I have played a lot of something else. And, I th- okay, I have a confession as well. Oh, here we go. What <laughs> are we, we about to hear? Oh, yes. God. So, 
I because as you know, I my my forfeit was to play Animal Crossing. Yes. Last week, that's what you guys said. Yes. My forfeit was. Did you pick it up? So I've been. Yeah, man, I've been playing it for the last week. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Okay, this is, okay this, sure. Yeah. This is, and Jamie's going to roll his eyes because he's going to be like, this is a shameless plug, but I swear to God it's not. Um, I have actually had Animal Crossing for more than a week. I've actually had it for about two and a half weeks. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> so the last time we recorded it and I said, oh yeah, it's a, it's a monetary punishment. You were like, yeah, yeah. I'd already been playing it for a week and a half. What? What is it? I feel like the I've reason, been, like bait and switch, like what? I love it. I love it. The That's reason, a reality being, TV show. The reason being is that because I'm not an Animal Crossing person at all, right? Yeah, and I've never played it. And I've, I, see, as you guys know, we're all we've all sort of like making our own channels and stuff, um, as well as doing Super Show. So I wanted to make uh, my first bit of content, basically, on my own channel or, or second bit, is going to be a video about Animal Crossing and the fact that as a non-Animal Crossing person. What do I, you know, what is it? Decent, basically. yeah, yeah, nice, nice, nice. Um, so I picked it up, but then I haven't made the video yet, but then didn't tell you guys that I'd been playing it, but was laughing inside when you were like, your punishment is to play Animal Crossing. Sure. So I'm, I'm going to go back to that podcast now and watch you intently as we talk about <laughs> yeah. this punishment. Well, just if, if I could see like a little a little smirk or a grin on your face. <laughs> so I've, um, so yeah, so because, and the reason it's actually worked out and that I have been able to play that even with everything that else that I've been trying to sort out is because it is very much a game that you can, you play for like 15 minutes or half an hour, then you put it down. And as you know, the switch, you hit the power button, it goes to sleep, oh, yeah. you pick it up, hit the button, you go right back to it. Um, but it's, it's a weird one. The, the first why on that game, like the, the early game is shocking. Like, <laughs> I, do you know what? It's, it's because it's such, yeah, it's such a kind of, you can play it for about half an hour. You do everything you need to do, and then you basically have nothing to do. And then, except for farm resources, but then oh, once you right. farmed all the resources, it does, you can it do. does that like daily thing, isn't it? Like you can only do certain things in a day. Yeah, for sure. And the resources on your island. So you hit a tree to get wood, but then you've got to wait for the tree to get more resources. And it's like a daily thing. And stone will only appear once a day. And fish, you can fish all the time, and you can. Um, uh, but you, all your tools break. So for the first week, I was I was struggling with that game. because, they, And they'd also say, thanks for doing that. Come back tomorrow to see the, the house that's been built. Uh, oh. you've, you've done this. Come back tomorrow to see this. And you're like, Jesus Christ, man, what is this game? But actually, do you know what? I'm, I'm now into the mid game, I'd say. Um, I'm about to pay off my second debt. Oh, no, third, third debt. To Tom this Nook. Is, oh, if, for those who haven't played Animal Crossing, it's basically just debt the game so <laughs> you owe at the beginning you owe um nook miles to this little prick called tom nook <laughs> and once you pay off nook miles which you, uh you actually got to the island you then have to pay off um bells for you the fact that he then builds you a house he says do you want a house but you've got no choice so then he builds you a house and then you owe him more money well then you can't say no like, i want to be a bum uh you could but you'd have nothing to like you'd have nothing to do right the game progresses through paying off your debts. Maybe that's like the the way to get to the secret ending, Alex Jones. And, and well, the game basically the the game kind of ends when you pay off all your debt. That's like the end game. You're done. Then you could keep playing, but I mean, it's, sounds cool. But there's, I mean, I'm even like I'm in mid game, and even though there's a lot more to do, like it's a bit of a struggle. Like yeah. to sit down with it for half an hour and like, oh, I've farmed everything. I've travelled to three other islands and I farm them. Okay, hold if on. You, yeah, sorry, sorry go, go, for go ahead. No, Jim. you go for it, Chris. Oh, no, my, mine's, mine's stupid. Just go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, if you weren't planning on making content around it, would you have given up at some point between now and when you started playing? 
I wouldn't have been playing it in the first place. If you guys have said to me, do you know what? Yeah. Um, yeah, if you guys, if my punishment had been to play it, I would have played it for a few days and gone, this game is boring as fuck. Right, okay. fair enough. That's what I want to do. you've got, because it's, it's kind of like, um, so, so as people know, you have a museum, right? So you dig up fossils, you catch bugs and you catch fish and they go into your museum. Um, then that's one side of the game. The other side is you do errands for... Tom Nook. Yeah, but so hold on, say, hold on, dude, because that, that guy that had the comment of the week last week said it's more than just digging in fossils. No, no, it is more. So I'm saying it's more like you then have different sections of the game, right? So, but in the end, it's it's a... I'm trying to think of a game. So I, I am actually surprised Jamie doesn't love Animal Crossing because I'll tell you what it reminds me of. And, oh, my, it, the name escapes me. What's the, the, the game, The game of the raccoons with a big hole in the ground. Oh, fucking Donut oh. County. Donut County. <laughs> the aesthetic, what kind of comparison the aesthetic, is that? The aesthetic and the tone are kind of similar. Yeah, but so I like don't... The smarmy I raccoon... Fucking launch me. games and then stare at like the start screen and wank off to it. Like, I've got to play it at some point. <laughs> but, but you and Chris are also into like the sort of clicker games and the slog games, and you'll go, oh, but I did another this, I did another yeah. billion but clicker the, points. The thing for, about like, clickers and idle games is that you are the master of your own destiny, right? The master of your own fate. You're at the helm. (laughs) And the amount that you click directly ties into how well you do. If I was playing a click or an idle game and they said, hey, you should probably go to sleep, I'd say, fuck off. I'm going to live my life. (laughs) It's like with the Nintendo Wii when they were like, have you considered going outside? I'm like, motherfucker, I'm playing a video game. I don't want to go outside. You'd be like, hey, maybe your your wrists need a rest. And you're like, dude, I jerk off five times a day. My wrists are fine. Thank you. (laughs) They're strong as an ox. Look at those. Look at those bad boys. I'll tell you what is really annoying, that really has been bugging the hell out of me, though, um, is, so you know, like, games like Overwatch and other games that have seasonal content, right? So um, I had a lot of fun with, uh, a couple of years ago, with Overwatch's Christmas, like, pack, right? So you You can do a lot of cool stuff. And Halloween, they've had some great, like, Halloween maps and things as well. Um, (laughs) Animal Crossing decided to chuck in Easter egg stuff. So you can get not just wood and stone and stuff that you need to create, craft things. You can get Easter eggs from the ground, from the trees, from the sky, from the water. And you're trying to fish to, like, you know, fill up your museum or you're <laughs> trying to dig up fossils and you keep just digging up sodding eggs. And it's just like... <laughs> I, I, I think they patched that, didn't they? stone they're, egg. I think they patched yeah. that. They, they nerfed the eggs. Oh, no, they, I've been playing it today, dude. There's fucking eggs everywhere. <laughs> okay, There's but what do the eggs, eggs do for you? You cry so you can eat them. Obviously, and oh, cool. when you eat, yeah. you get super jacked so that you can like dig up a tree with a spade to move a tree. <laughs> Actually, uh, this isn't sounding to... too bad, Jamie. You know, I, I, I so know. eating eggs and getting <laughs> jacked. I... Sure. Oh, so, so what I tell you one thing is, I was gonna. So yeah. So the first, so I'm making it. I want to make a video based around someone who's not experienced with it, but I'm also going to do a list video because there was loads of things I did wrong in the early game. And I'm like, I need to say to people, don't do what I did if you haven't played it. But everyone's probably fucking the Jonesy it. method. I gotcha. Just like tips for beginners, basically, because I still feel like that. But in the, this game is about crafting and building and putting things in your house, having a bigger house, putting a bed in it, and then getting a blue bed, and then getting oh. a slightly more fancy oven. An Easter egg um, bed. You can. I had an Easter egg bed, and then I okay. took it away because it was shit. Okay, how many Jonesies out of Jonesy are you going to give it? In, do you know what? Now I'm into the mid game. I can see the appeal of like a bit of a time sink. It's, it's, it feels like an app game, right? It feels like it could be on your iPad totally. Sure. Um, it feels like it's a, and because I've got it on my Switch, 
I can go to the toilet and play it. I can, when you get into bed, it's 15 minutes before you go to sleep. Because it's all time linked as well. So, but there was a there was an Animal Crossing like fucking band yeah, camp, pocket, picnic, or pocket camp or something like that. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't very good. Right. Well, made this, Nintendo this is a, butt, lo- butt loads of money. So, it's is there. It's a very Nintendo game, and it's linked to the time of day. So, but literally the time of day. So, if you go on it in the morning, if you go on it in the afternoon, different fish are about, different bugs are about. You can like moths are only about at night, literally at night. So you'd have to turn it on at night to catch a moth. Ugh. Um. Don't tell There's, me when a game, game. Oh, but so you can you can mess with the time on your Nintendo Switch system and you can cheat, basically, <laughs> which a lot of people have been doing. So they've been skipping days, skipping time, going to different, you know, times to sort of stuff out. But you know what? I, I get I kind of get it. I get why people, especially at the moment, I t- it, is, it is a good pandemic game, pandemic I suppose. Game. Because you can log in for 15 minutes, do a bit of farming, close it off for a day, go back in the evening and turn it back on. Jonesy, you're wrong. You know what's a good pandemic game? Go on. It's Plague Inc. Plague Inc. is a good pandemic game. I'd give you that. Just, just you know, do some... You might do think some, yourself out. Do though. some COVID modelling recreate. of your own, you know? Oh, I've, God. Yeah, yeah. I have softened. I've softened in my ire against um, uh, Animal Crossing, though. But I, I wouldn't be playing it if it wasn't for the hey, fact I'm trying I, to make content out of it. You know what, guys? And, and I think this is... People must remember this. Like, we, we like to shit on games, obviously, but if that game's your your game kink, don't let anyone shame you, right? Oh, I mean, Jesus Christ, Chris, you played Dota 2, so you know exactly. what? We've got nothing to talk oh, about. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and yeah, you guys play not Dota 2, so you know, each their own. <laughs> oh, you play Star t- Trek t- Online. I play <laughs> FIFA. We've all got our exactly, across exactly. the a, a, a very quick one that I forgot to mention that I've been playing was some more Half-Life Alex. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a Have really either of you it. finished that yet? No. No, no, no. I, I think it's, maybe it's I'm about... space thing with it. I think maybe I'm about uh, two-fifths of the way through, maybe halfway. I what? don't know. I actually <laughs> no, don't know how far through I am. I feel like I'm relatively far through, but I really don't know. What's happening where you are, Alex Jones? Um, oh, God. So the last things that happen is I... Oh, I don't want to spoil. Well, I don't know. I might spoil it for you. Or have I you got not. to the um, Have you got to the cutscene yet, where Gabe Newell himself comes out <laughs> in Gordon Freeman's suit with a crowbar and says, "I'm here to save the day." <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Okay. Let me know when you get to that bit. I, I'll tell you. Um, I've gotten to a bit where I've decommissioned one of the uh, power stations for that arc super weapon. Oh, dude, you're further along than me then, and you're only two-fifths of the way through. You've had the game, like, twice as long as me, dude. Yeah, yeah but, but I've, I've, you've I've played I've it once. Chance to, like, um, I've played it uh, three times, I think. <laughs> right, but I've, okay. I've, I haven't done... Because it's VR, like, it's, it gets a bit, you know... Steamy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great word. It gets a bit oh, steamy. Yeah. All right, yeah. cool. Nice. But hey, man, let's, uh, that's enough for catching up anyway. Should we move on to some news? Please. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so the, I think probably the most exciting thing that happened this last week that um, we're going to talk about was that Sony revealed the PS5 controller. <laughs> I genuinely thought this was quite a cool, fun thing that happened. Yeah. I know what you um, mean, but to call it like the most exciting thing that happened this week, it's just a fucking controller, I, I, dude. I think, no, I'm going to completely disagree with you. That This was easily the most exciting piece of video game news of the entire week. Like, what oh, other I'm piece not, of video game news got you more excited? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disputing that. I'm saying it's ridiculous. Oh, that it is no, the most exciting. I think it's amazing. That's the controller we're no, going to have cool. in our hands for the next seven years. It's sort yeah, of so like let- seeing your <laughs> newborn baby for the first time. <laughs> Jamie's newborn baby. 
Yeah. Right. So um, let's touch on a few points and then you guys can jump in because de- I'm really interested to see what you guys actually think and get your reaction to it. Um, so they've called it the uh, the Dual Sense, which is a departure, obviously, from Dual Shock, which is um, what the previous one was and they've done for a while now. Um, so it's notably uh, chunky and, you know, a bit curvy, although I would say that it seems to be following... If you look at the progression of the controllers, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, it actually looks like in line with that progression. So you you reckon it's more evolution than revolution, yeah? Yeah, for the the look of the, sorry, the shape of the controller, I do think that. But we'll get onto like the colour, obviously. I think that's mm. a bigger departure. And I, um, until you use it, I think it's it'll be hard to sort of kind of tell. That's, that's um, interesting though, Jonesy, because some people have said it, it and I, I tend to agree to kind of, is that it looks kind of Xbox-ish. I can yeah. see why people have said that for sure. But then I think the progression from the PlayStation controllers already was kind of going that way. So the middle section's I'm, got I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree. I don't know if you, I know you've got a few more points to rattle off bullet points rattle off but I'm just going to plant the seed now I disagree with that hypothesis okay, no. what, that's oh, fair that enough it, that like, it, what that it looks like an Xbox the, no that this is the progression of the controllers I think mm. shape wise design wise it is a departure but you know we'll, we'll come back to that I'll fair let enough. you finish Ooh. your um, so the colour is probably the thing people have been talking about the most because oh. it is that white and black it's not just black that we've obviously gotten used to um, and it also gives us a hint is that the PlayStation 5 itself could be uh, white and black also, which would be interesting. I mean, it, or, it, it, it would be weird if it isn't, right? It would be strange to, for them to go for that. But may, yeah. hey, maybe it's just like white accents. But like, so it, isn't it kind of, it's really hard to picture a promotional shot of that controller stood up next to a jet black console. Yeah. Like, I can't yeah. picture no. that in my head, like. I'm imagining a mainly black console with white accents because it's a that's white possible. controller with that's black possible. accents. So that's, I wonder if they're going to do that. Yeah, Can, can, I, can I interject here? Because w- yeah, when man. I first saw it, my first initial reaction was like, I fucking hate it. Like, what have they, what have they done? <laughs> it, it looks very futuristic. But, uh, but then someone on my Twitter said, oh, it kind of looks like a stormtrooper. And now I'm, ah. I'm, I'm sold. I'm, I'm, now you're in. I'm happy days. Yeah. I've seen people say that it looks very futuristic. And if you think of things like iRobot and the way that robots are made with kind of parts yeah. of them, are, are the, the external parts are white and then the underneath is yeah. black, it almost has a bit of that to me. But did you guys see that that one render that someone did of it looking like the more traditional color scheme with the yeah. all black and with actual colors on the buttons? It looked damn nice. It looks so much better. Like, see, I, I can imagine that that looks like the the evolution of the last controller. Yeah. But we'll get back into that because I know Jamie said he doesn't quite agree. Um, let's, so a few more points. So it's designed to feel smaller than it looks, which is interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what does that even fucking mean? Well, like it's a weird, yeah, it's, I don't know what that means. Marketing. Feels, feel smaller. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's got a rechargeable battery with a strong battery life, um, but they've also aimed to lessen the weight as much as possible because they don't want it to be far too heavy in your hands because obviously that's not going to be good at all. Um, they've replaced the share button um, which I love the share button, so I'm glad to see they haven't got rid of it altogether, but they've got a create button. Um, and they've said it's, it will have new ways um, for players to create epic gameplay and content to share with the world. I'm not really sure what that means outside of sharing, like videos and images. Yeah, really that seems like a nonsense change. Like, I don't know why they've decided to call it that, but... It sounds like they've changed the word. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I reckon fundamentally it's going to be super similar because what more can you do to what the like unless the, it, what it is is instead of like the, that button immediately bringing up a series of options that are all related to sharing what it is 
there and then, like share the screenshot you've just taken, share the video you've just taken. Maybe it's more like edit the video you've just taken, edit the picture you've just made. Yeah, maybe, I suppose. So they've maybe combined the media capture center and the share button maybe. into one thing, possibly. Which, you know, if they made all those menus slick and quick, then there's nothing wrong with that. You know, no, I wouldn't no. mind the ability to trim a video before you post it if it happens really quickly, for example. It's a, it's a fine line, right. though, right? Like, the the reason, I guess, why the share button was so good is because of the simplicity of it. And as soon yes. as you as soon as you press that button, and all of a sudden, like fucking fifty five menus come up. You know, what, what the fuck See, is going on? I just want to share I this would, fucking video clip. I don't want to sound contrarian, but I'd almost argue that the share button should work better than it does. I feel like there's just enough like kind of lag sometimes when you hit that share button that you don't always know what you're doing. I feel like when you hit the save video button, you don't know how much you're saving. Yeah. There are weird things they never properly communicated about it. Like, hey, double tap share to choose the start point of a video recording. Like, how many people actually know that? kind of? I feel like that functionality could be better. But at the same time, right. changing the name, <laughs> like... This is a yeah, that's where Jamie draws thing. the line. Don't well, fucking like, change the name. Yeah, Keep exactly. It as the share Wolf in <laughs> sheep's clothing. Uh, okay, so it's also got a built-in micro, uh, microphone array, which I, I don't know if this is if I like this or if I think it's kind of pointless because they're saying that you can jump into quick conversations, and we've all had the thing whereby you can't quite find your headset at that moment, yeah, and sure. you know you want to plug in. And I should say off the back of this, they've also confirmed that there is a audio jack in the controller, so you can still plug a headset into it, <clears> which is obviously very useful. But I can't see why you're going to want to randomly use the microphone array built into the controller. I guess that it depends on how good that microphone array is and, and yeah. how much it captures. If it's if it's like a cardioid and it only takes up like a, like captures a small area around the controller, then fine. So, but like you 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 guys aren't gonna. I'm not going to want to play with you and you're not going to want to play with me. If you press that fucking button, you can hear my wife like fucking doing shit in the background. I I don't know. I I can maybe offer some insight on this based on uh, a patent that was found Mm. some time ago, actually, that related to the possibility of a built-in microphone, which we now know it does have. What they were talking about at the time and the reason this is being described as a microphone array is they talked about basically an array of, I think it's three microphones that are all trying to pick up and cross-reference as much information and audio as possible. The idea being, again, in the way it was described in the patent, so pinch of salt required, that it would be able to detect the user's voice and differentiate it from background noises and cross-checks and things like that and isolate it. Whether so or not it's kind it of an active noise cancelling built into voice yeah. detection. I mean, Sony's like the technology, right? Okay. Like they're they're really good with their uh, active noise cancelling. So, Makes yeah. Sense. And I'm I'm gonna I don't want to jump the gun on this one, but I'm gonna go ahead and assume that they've at least somewhat got it working. Reason being that 99% of multiplayer lobbies and PlayStation Four games, every single person is unmuted by default. So if you were jumping into a match of Call of Duty <laughs> and you had 12 people who had they were sitting right next to a fan. They've got a baby <laughs> screaming in the background. They're having their lunch, and they uh, throw out one too many racial slurs. And I will actually say that one is one too many racial slurs. I should probably <laughs> clarify. Um, then obviously, you don't want to have to start muting everyone in the entire lobby by default because everyone's sat there in front of their controller and picking up their audio. So yeah. hopefully, they figured something out. But that, that's what seems weird to me is that if you want to have your headset... To, to in game or you know chat and stuff, then you've got your headset. You what? This is for people that aren't wearing a headset. Yeah. Who just want to throw out the occasional comment? It, well, 
The quote from Sony themselves Maybe. in the blog post they put out with the, for this controller is, uh, this is a direct quote, but of course, if you're planning to chat for a longer period, it's good to have a headset handy. Which is so, so actually maybe it's a lot better than I'm assuming. So maybe it's something you could use if you want to dip into, say, a couple of rounds of Warzone. But if you're planning on doing a four-hour stint or you're going to live stream or something, then you do want it more. True. But then I, why? I think this is cool, dude. Like if you think if you're going if you're going into a Warzone and you're just playing on your own, right? And you you're meeting yeah. up with a squad that you don't know. Like you're not going to sit and have like, oh, so what did you have for breakfast today? Like fucking blah blah blah. <laughs> but what you do want to do is you get shot at and you're like, oh, there's someone from, you know, uh, northeast. Just say yeah. that, like, oh, I'm getting shot at or, oh, I'm down. Like, that, those that, that, things. Like, I, think that almost, I think it's a good idea. That almost, Chris, with what you're saying, almost creates a use case for games to start having some kind of console version of push to talk, Yeah, which would be right. interesting. Yeah. But to, to, to carry on on the whole sound thing, because they've they've sort of I think Sony have spoken about the fact that audio is not you know and is very important to them and creating a much more um, kind of fuller experience. They've also talked about the haptics, which they've said is another important feature that they bring into this, and which is why I guess it's called the Dual Sense. So the um, they've added haptic feedback uh, into the controller so that you should be able to feel things like I think the, the um, quote I saw was if, you, if you're in a rally game and you drive over dirt and gravel, you should be able to feel the fact that you're going over that. And that just sounds amazing to me. Like if they can pull off that, that's like the the next level. <laughs> Are you, sorry, are you laughing at the dog? That you're yeah, because I, yeah. I love how we're just all trying to just ignore it, but your dog's just fucking oh, she, just belting no, it. Out like, okay, I love well. it. It makes it more real. I mean, that's these I are like the circumstances it. under which we are recording. I like we have that's, children I like and dogs. dogs. <laughs> Jamie hates dogs, and you can start to see him sweating. Hey, it's fine. I don't it's hate the dogs. Dog I just don't want to die to one. The <laughs> it's big the difference. dog version of um, you know when people have their cat jump on them when they're trying to do a live stream. Uh, yes, yeah. the equivalent of that. Um, yeah. So, but then as well as the haptic feedback. Um, which sounds amazing. They've also got the adaptive triggers, which sound very cool as well. So that gives you, um, it adapts how the, the tension in the triggers. So that if you're like pulling cool. back a bow, or I guess if you're firing a gun, or if you're doing anything that has any sort of like, should give you some sort of feedback, they're going to um, recreate that into your triggers, which sounds, that sounds amazing. Like, well, it's not the first time that's been done, but it does sound cool if they mix it all together in one yeah. controller. Did the, yeah. uh, did the Xbox controller have uh, adaptive triggers as well it had rumble in the triggers but i don't think they were quote-unquote adaptive i mean that also kind of sounds like a variation of marketing talk to me yeah sure can, can, I, un- can I can I unpack a few things here? Because I've got some thoughts, fellas. Let me let me give you a last point and then yeah. you can go mental both of you can because i really want to find out what both of you think this is because this is a contentious one for some people. The light bar has moved from the back of the controller to sit alongside the trackpad, which is yeah, right in the middle of the controller. So yeah. that's going to be shining in your Staring face. Staring up at your face. You're yeah. trying to get him. But bullshit, but no, no. bullshit. And, you know full that, well that thing's not going to shine in your face. <laughs> it might do. I don't know, no, dude. Won't. Have you seen how fucking bright that light bar on the PS4 one is? I, yeah. I game in the dark. And do you see and how everyone... blinds me. Everyone was always going like, oh, glare, glare, glare. Every t- when the original light bar was announced, but no one gave a shit. Yeah, it's true. It's the same difference now. Right. So, sorry, Chris, go on. What, okay. what were you going to say? So a couple of things, right? So first of all, I'm glad that they're paying more attention to like microphones and, and hopefully, you know, speakers. They said audio is a big deal in, in the PlayStation 5, not just on the console, but on the on the controller as well. And thank God, because the fucking microphone that they used on a PS4 controller, I don't know what fucking tinny piece of shit 
They decided to get there. But that is the worst sounding speaker I've ever fucking heard. Oh, the speaker? Yeah, the speaker. Oh, the speaker. Yeah, the speaker. Oh, so you said microphone. No, 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 the speaker. It is the worst speaker. Like, I think I've got kids' toys that have, like, a higher fidelity speaker than the fucking mm. controller. That, that's I the turn one it thing. off on most games. No, no, hold on, hold on. That, that, that's the one thing. And I, I understand why it's a shit speaker, because they're trying to keep costs down. But now you're saying, hey, there's this microphone array that potentially has, like, a noise cancelling, blah, blah, blah. The in-ear headphones that Sony uh, sell that are active noise cancelling cost 200 pounds. Right. Oh, so you're saying they've got the tech, and if, if they've they got can the tech, but it... it's fucking expensive. So I don't. Uh, but that's that's one thing. Okay, obviously they're expecting a lot less people to buy that than a PlayStation. Um, on on the the haptic feedback side of things, I think I was mentioning this on our WhatsApp group, and I said, yeah, it, it, it's great in theory, but so was HD Rumble on the Switch. And how many games have you played that take advantage of that? Because it's all fine and well yeah. that a developer or, or the console developer says, here are all these things that you can have. But then it's up to the game developers to actually fucking use them. And sometimes they might just be like, you know what, like, pff, fuck, just just put in a normal rumble there and who gives a shit? I don't it's know. It's funny because you say it because the Switch is, when they talked about the haptic feedback, it made me think of the Switch controllers. Yeah. Because obviously they have Don't the, you remember that, that fucking whole... video where the dude held up the little Joy-Con and shook it in his hand and then there was a fucking, yeah. a ghostly image yeah. of, of a glass with, but, with fucking ice cubes in one, it. 1-2 Switch shit... was an HD rumble game. Like, that's what that game was apparently meant to be. Yeah. And, and I like one, two switch is shit, but I played yeah. the one game where I, I think I mentioned it before, maybe on ATG is like where you, you imagine holding a, a matchbox in your hand and there's little ball bearings in the matchbox and the game is like, move it around in your hand like this and, and try and figure out how many fucking ball bearings in the box. <laughs> and it worked so well. I was like actually quite yeah. blown away by it. But where is that? tech in any of the fucking games it's not there it's because nobody no one plays a switch by taking the controllers off you just hold it all together as one. true unit. yeah i mean there's there's that but i i think it could still you could still make a case for it that you know the other thing is like on the switch it had a little ir sensor infrared sensor it's only used for labor what other game uses it right so they put a lot of these things in and then actually how would it, if people don't really use them then they yeah. just kind all, of all i'm saying it. is you know, and maybe the adaptive triggers is something that they would be able to use more. But I think the haptic feedback, it, it really depends. But all I'm trying to say is let's temper our expectations with all of the cool fucking tech crammed in here. Because yeah, who knows yeah, no, how it's going right. to be utilized. You're right. I will say, I will give a little shout out to the speaker built into the uh, DualShock controller. Because I actually quite like the way developers use that with things like... Um, I think in heat, um, Need for Speed Heat, it's uh, the police like scanner comes through there, yeah. and you've got other games where they use it to good effect, where it's like a phone or it's something. Do you know why it's a police of... scanner, Alex Jones, coming through the controller, not the TV? Because the police audio scanners sound shit matter. anyway. So it, that's what I mean. Developers used it in a clever way because they knew the limitations. Okay, but uh, here's an example. I was playing Last of Us Remastered, and every time you switched on the uh, the flashlight, it does a little fucking click on on your. <laughs> controller but it was so shit sounding i was like oh this is horrible i don't can know I, that's just I me say, i'm very picky and i'm cranky like i said so let me throw out that the only worse commercial like commercialized speaker you can buy is the ring doorbell which is horrendous quality <laughs> i hate that thing it sounds awful uh, uh so jamie what are your initial thoughts because i know you're a big playstation fan so i'm interested to see what you think yeah sure i mean i i think chris kind of hinted at m going on much the same trajectory when it came to reacting to this controller and it was somewhat of a roller coaster of emotions the thing that was different <laughs> though 
was that this was like a 90 second roller coaster compared to what's usually like, I don't know, a week or a month long roller coaster, whereby the first 30 seconds I was like, oh, that's, whew, that's different. And I don't know what I think. <laughs> and then the second 30 seconds I was like, do you know what? It's futuristic and it's different and they're trying <laughs> something and I respect that. And then the last 30 seconds of the 90 was like, man, I really like this controller. I really want to hold that thing in my hands. And I think that's still where I'm at now. Um, okay. I, From a design perspective, I just think it, it's different and it's cool and it's exciting. And of course, I want to see how it feels in the hand. I want to see if the changes to the shape and the, the weight and all that kind of stuff feel right. But, yeah. but I'm confident and I 100% agree that ultimately the success of features is going to be more determined by how and which developers use them uh, rather than how well they're implemented into the controller themselves. But this was kind of, we're approaching a generation where they didn't have many places to go. We're already talking about the pros and cons of things like the share button and the speaker and the things that were introduced seven years ago and didn't manage to make themselves feel like necessities by any means. No one would cry if any of those two features were lost in this generation, but they had to keep pushing pushing the boundaries and they've tried to do that. And I'm curious to see what some people do with it. And yeah. the nice thing we do know is that more often than not, like with Chris saying the last of us, the little click, usually it is the first party, de- first party developers who, whether they're forced to or incentivized to, we don't know, take advantage of these things. And the idea of having haptic feedback and adaptive triggers when it comes to throwing and catching the ax in a potential God of war two, like <laughs> makes me cream my pants. So Dude, I've, I know. I've, I've just egged what, all of these little bits and bobs and pieces in the controller, what it all means. All right. Uh-huh. I fucking, I've, I've, uh, Da Vinci coded it. All right. I fucking cracked the case wide all open right. here. <laughs> Go on. Launch title, PS5, a new Seaman game. Yeah. Oh, you got to You got okay. You talk to the fish. You give the fish instructions. The fish talks back to you. You've got the haptic feedback to rumble it. You know, like if it's getting like a little bit horny, and you've got to, you know, just kind of like rumble it a bit, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Christ. Adaptive triggers to just kind of like milk it or something. I don't know. I think it's all coming together, was, boys. Wasn't the seaman the who did the voice for that? It was someone quite Leonard famous, Nimoy. I think. Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. That was it. Good God! Bring back the oh. ghost of Leonard Nimoy to. <laughs> To yeah. do the voice of Seaman. Yeah, that's going to be Mark Cerny's next uh, GDC talk. So this is how we yeah. brought back Leonard Nimoy. We have brought back <laughs> Leonard Nimoy from the dead to do the voice of Seaman. <laughs> so, okay, am I right in thinking? I sound like I, a paedophile. I could be completely <laughs> off on this, but the, the PlayStation camera, right, tracks the trackpad because it sees it, right, like it does with the glow. Uh, oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so now how PlayStation it tracks the light bar. Stuff works, yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Because the PlayStation VR has got a light bar on the front of the mask, right, so it can see it. But the trackpad um, obviously isn't facing the camera, and the light bar is now moved next to the trackpad, so it's not at the front of the controller. So yeah. I wonder if that suggests that the PlayStation Five, when it comes to VR, will use tech more along the lines of what the Vive uses, where it doesn't I mean, have to track. We can fucking hope so. Well, that would, that would kind of totally make sense to me. Cause it could still have a bit like, of a light bar on the front, or, or maybe even some of those um, but I feel like that would have visible to the human eye kind of thing. Yeah, but know? no, but I, mm. well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But Possibly. I think that's a still a good point by Jonesy. Like, the PlayStation camera did work that way. It did pick up that light bar, and that's yeah. how the peer, like lots of VR titles with controller compatibility, use that as a feature. That is so, weird, actually, because they yeah. said that the, the PSVR current gen is compatible with PS5, right? Yeah, they have said yeah. that, yeah. So what make, makes you wonder if, yeah, I mean, how that's going to work, if that's the case. Um, 
I've got a question well, for you guys. Uh, someone on my Twitter asked the question, do you think the PS4 controller would be backwards compatible? Yes. I, I said I said yes, but I, I said probably for uh, backwards compatible games for sure, but case-by-case basis on uh, oh, no, what as in yeah. PS5 titles. You could use, do you mean you could use it on the PS5? Yeah. I don't think it will be. At all. No. I there's think no, that there's very little barrier to entry, except for there's the no barrier to entry. I just don't think they'll do it. No, I I, I disagree. I think backwards compatibility oh, and being consumer friendly is the name of the game. I think there'd be no sense in making the vast majority of the PS4 library backwards compatible and being so like outwardly friendly and saying no, you, like you can't use your old controller. Sorry, you have to buy two new seats. They'd love to make money, but they'd also <laughs> love to. I don't know. I just don't think it's the generation for that. This generation feels different to me. Yeah. And like you've got Xbox out there who are full on saying, like, hey, everything we've ever released, both all the controllers, all the elite controllers, Xbox 360 controllers, the uh the controller we made with the big buttons for people. The, Duke. the no, what's the Oh, the adaptive controller. Yeah, thank you. So I was trying to Yeah, that almost <laughs> didn't come out on. right. Um they're, they're out there saying every fucking thing's going to work. If Sony are like, ah, so can you spend £120 so you and your friends can play these games? They're, I don't think it's going to happen. No, I'm, I think, no, I, there's no way that they're going to be... All right, Jonesy. Like, there's so, no way. Here's the there's bet. No, they're okay, not yeah, hold on, hold on. Do so, one of you is I can, eating I'll even tell you the excuse. No, 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 no. I've got a better excuse. one. I've got a better one. The loser, the loser buys the winner a uh, PlayStation 5 controller. Oh, okay, Juicy. yeah, cool. All right. Juicy. I like it. Um, well, how about, no, but if you win, I'll buy you a PlayStation. No, no, I don't know. If you win, I'll buy you a PlayStation 4 controller because you reckon it's going to work on your PlayStation 5. No, nope. I'd like a PlayStation 5 controller, please. <laughs> deal, deal, I'm in. Deal. Right. Good. I like it. Okay. You someone who's first. watching this, like, make a comment and remember. Someone with a good memory. But I, I reckon I can even guess the excuse. The excuse will be because of all the changes they've made to the controller... Um, like the haptic feedback, like uh, the create button, not the share button, they're going to say that the um, PlayStation 5, the way that it processes the info, sends out the signal to the <laughs> controller, isn't isn't the same, therefore they can't, but they would have loved to have done it if they could. Bullshit. That's going to be the excuse. Bullshit. Be the when the so first good. round of games for the PS5 come out and none of them properly use haptic feedback and they're all on the PS4 and the PS5 anyway. But they don't, if they can, it's an excuse. I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying that's what they're going to yeah, say. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, the, 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 when the for the for, for the first like year to two years of this console generation, most major games are still going to come out in the previous generation. Why would developers be incentivized to introduce mechanics that utilize features like haptic feedback and adaptive triggers if the PS5 was structured in such a way where if you use those things, a whole generation that 110 million people own controllers for becomes irrelevant? Well, because they can. No, I'm just saying. I'm not saying that it's a real thing. I'm saying it's an excuse they're going to use. There's just something they're going to say. I, with the I, PS5. I, I oh, think PS5 needs to use its own controller. That's what I, they're going to do. I don't. I don't think this is going to be the generation for excuses. I think they are <laughs> right, both. Okay. I think both people are so. I think talking about Microsoft and Sony, really, Nintendo are in a league of their own at the moment. But I think they're both so scared of what the other one can do and will do that they're both going to be neck and neck when it comes to being as pro-consumer as possible. I think I think in you, most ways. I think you've got ways. the right sentiment, Jamie, but I think you've got the wrong reasoning for it. I reckon the reasoning for it is because both parties are looking at the Xbox One launch and they're saying Microsoft is saying never again, 
and PlayStation mm-hmm. PlayStation are saying just flat up never. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could agree with that as well. Well, okay, so um, let's move on from something that's coming out in the future to something else that's coming out in the future that got leaked last week, and it is um, the rumours around Resident Evil 8 and oh, what that is going to look like. Fucking juicy. We we touched on this last week, didn't we? Well, yeah, we did, actually. And since then, a whole yes. load of new juicy shit has slid out the arsehole of the video games yeah. industry. So I think um, the rumours started by in um, Duck Gollum and then they've been corroborated um, by VGC. So the leaks that have come out um, have said that it, Resident Evil 8 is going to be, if you think about the name, is um, going to be villi- a village, based in a village. Um, and it's under the working title Village Resident Evil because if you think about it, Resident Evil and then V-I-I-I-C, Ville, get that? Yeah, Ville, that yeah. Village. Uh, they did the same it. trick with Seven where Evil, V-I-L, yeah. V-I-I... I like the fact that their names are uh, generating the creative for the games at this point. Yeah. They're not coming up with a concept first. They've got the name first. <laughs> yeah. great. What, what cool name can we put with like... Vili? Milli Vanilli. Milli Vanilli. Nine. <laughs> oh, no. Nine would be... Nine would be IX, right? Yeah. IX. Oh, no, something different. IX. I don't know. Six. Yeah, Resident Evil 6. It's actually Resident Evil. Resident Evil 6. No, 6-9 is... Oh, this is getting down a rabbit hole now. You you play as Takeshi 6-9. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's cover off a few of the points um, in the really in yeah. the, the rumors. <laughs> so, well, no, so corru- they've been kind of confirmed now as well. Um, so Trail so mix. Well, hold on, confirmed yeah. rumors. Let's just say that confirmed it rumors. Fucking Jesus, which okay. in itself confirmed is like rumors. a it doesn't make sense. That's like what's the what's the thing where there's oxymoron. a distance between an oxymoron? Oxymoron, yeah. Oxymoron, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's set to release in 2021 as a cross-gen title, um, and it's going to feature some serious departures. Uh, from the mainline entries, which is quite interesting that they're going that route. It's going to be first-person perspective again, as Resi 7 was. Um, the protagonist is going to be Ethan Winters again. I thought it was... Um, didn't, didn't they mention something about uh, Chris? I think Chris has been mentioned in, in the leaks, but I want to say uh, Ethan has been confirmed, at this stage at least, in terms of what people know at the moment, to be the protagonist again. Ethan, Ethan was the Resi 7, seven dude. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean I, I, I might I might I might fact check that while we're going, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. Because so Dude, just, dude's just, been through it. I'm just gonna <laughs> say he's gonna go through it again. Just, just the reason that I bring it up though is because um the the Resi games featuring Chris were usually more how, how can I say like action orientated, right? Uh for the most part. I t- yeah, I, I, it's, it's hard. It's hard, it's hard to tell if that was like a, a kind of a side effect of the ones he happened to be in, based on the progression of the series, or the fact that he's Chris Redfield. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? But, but right. then, if, if it so is trying the to case, say if it is if it's Ethan, is it is it going to be more of that sort of slow considered? Whereas if it was Chris, it'd be more action. Is it? Yeah, right? but but if it is first person perspective and your first person perspective is Chris, then that's kind of at odds with the two. Kind of elements, right? But so I could it imagine a full-on COD Resident Evil game where you are <laughs> shooting everyone, blowing bitches away. It's going to be amazing. Fucking hell! Yeah, no. I, I, actually, I that's think... it. That's that's what Resident Evil Eight is. It's actually a COD crossover. <laughs> it's a crossover event, everyone. So it's a get ready. No, I, I want to say in the ways the demo has been described, it is very much that uh, you're fighting enemies that you may not even necessarily be able to take down. You're kind of running scared, blockading yourself in certain areas. So, so the perfect I don't game that... for you, Jamie. 
I mean, honestly, <laughs> I read the description of, again, I, I think Josie kind of hinted at this, but a lot of the information has come out of what those called an ambassador test event. Yeah. Where yes. um, a demo of of an early version of this game was playable to certain people and they've since leaked the information. So it's all subject to change, but based on what I've heard that demo described as and the sequences in it, I don't want to play that video game. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. So we'll was, force just, you to play it and make a video about it. No! Yeah. Yes. It, we can use it as something that we, you know, because we'll be back together by 2021, hopefully. We can well, actually I don't know, get dude, in the same but, room. Uh, and play I'm, I'm just looking forward to COVID-20 coming out next year. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. COVID-20 colon the mutation. Yeah. <laughs> COVID-20, but it'll be like, you know, XX is 20, so it'll be like some kind of fucking resident. Yeah, it's a bad joke. Let's just move on. So um, there's some cool stuff that's coming that's been rumored about this. So they've um, they're rolling out a few tropes from games that I think are pretty cool. So they're bring, so hallucination and like insanity segments, which are often very fun. Yeah. So you know, get a few of them in. Thing I'm I'm a little bit less sure about is that they're bringing in mythical enemies like werewolves and witches. Did it last week, didn't we? Switch, yeah. Yes, which is a. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they use it to good effect. I'm sure it won't just be what it says on the tin. I but told you, it, Jonesy, it's going to be. The, the W virus, and if you get infected, the sun boils your skin and you go fucking crazy. The, the moon boils your skin and you go crazy oh. and you grow hair. I thought it was going to be right. a George Bush joke for a second there. Why a George? <laughs> w. The W. Oh, the W well, virus. I got, I got the W virus. Now right. watch this and then, um So, Jamie, am I right in saying, so this, um, this was started out as a Resident Evil Re- Revelations game, but it spun out into a full title because it was so well-received. That's, again, what we've been led to believe. Uh, Obviously, the Resident Evil series uh, has a long history when it comes to video games or Resident Evil games starting in one form and taking another. There's all kind of weird stuff about, like, Resident Evil 3.5 and the origins of other series, in fact, altogether from Capcom, like Devil May Cry. And I think even some of the early uh, Resident Evil Revelations games, Revelations and Revelations 2, started life as sort of like... It seems like they have this kind of free-form approach where people are allowed to try stuff and then they go, actually, that looks more like an X or a Y idea. Which actually, weirdly enough, not to get too sidetracked, is a rumour that came out of Ubisoft where they had apparently oh, yeah. quite an open-ended approach to development where someone will prototype something and they go, huh, that kind of looks like it could be Splinter Cell. Let's make that a Splinter right. Cell game. And that's why some of their franchises changed so much over the years. But yes, getting back on track, the rumour was this started life as a Resident Evil revelations three kind of prototype um and that internally testers were overwhelmingly enthusiastic about it so much so they decided to pivot it into a, a mainline game hence the serious departures uh, that josie mentioned yeah it definitely sounds i mean it sounds interesting it's it's one of those i'm a bit like you jamie and that i don't do well with sort of more scary titles um so i don't know if i'll be i'll have to wait and see what the reviews say about the actual like how it plays but i know yeah. um yeah, we, we would like Resi 7. I was, I str- I'd struggle to play that on my own, I must admit. I, yeah, I loved Resi it. 7, though, right? Like, I, I thought it was a super solid Resident Evil game. And it, they're saying oh, that... Oh, it was great. Like, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a wicked game. Right. I enjoyed playing it so with you guys. If, but... if, the, if the protagonist comes back, Ethan Winters, and if it is first person again, and it's that more considered kind of style, plus they're saying it's taking a lot of inspiration from Resident Evil 4, which is like the best Resident Evil game out there, uh, it, it, it could make... You know, it, it's maybe a no-brainer that they said, hey, let's not make this a Resi Revelations game. Let's make it a fucking full-fat title. It sounds like there's enough crossover in um, in how 7 was. There's a lot of departures, but it sounds like 
the, you know, the first person thing, like you said, Ethan Winters coming back. It sounds like there's enough in there to make it follow on quite nicely, even though it will feel quite different, I guess. Yeah, like I, different, I so. but different, but similar, I suppose. I, I, I like the Eastern European snowy village setting that they're kind of touting. I think that's it's an interesting kind of take on it. Yes, but it, again, it's. I guess that kind of goes back to Resident Evil Four, which was like what that was like a Spanish village. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think it's cool. Could be cool. It sounds it sounds pretty wicked. I mean, they're just doing everything right at the moment. I think, like they're they're getting everything right. Resident Evil. See, it seems like. I mean, yeah. that's not. Well, you know, I mean, some people would disagree quickly. in terms of Resi well, with three, the, but th- with three a little bit, but it doesn't. I mean, you the things yeah. you can complain about that are pretty minor, right? Oh, I yeah. wasn't. Lo- I didn't. I didn't play it for long enough. Like, okay, yeah, you wanted more of it. That's not the worst <laughs> yeah, that's criticism. surely that's a good thing, right? Like, you enjoyed the game so much that you wanted more. Like, okay, yeah, good. It's a good problem to have, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely, exactly. Um, okay, so the third story we're going to talk about. <laughs> Jamie was filling me in on just before the podcast. So um, he's done all the hard work with getting all the info about this, but I'll let me run down through the, some bullet points. Um, Cause this is bloody hilarious. Uh, this is the cooking mama cook star yeah. um, game, which wasn't or game yeah. that might be or game. That's not, I don't really know. Um, so, right, let's get into it. So cooking mama cook star had a launch uh, trailer that came out um, a while ago. Um, and, People obviously sort of talking about it, and then it seems like it got released for a short period of time in the US. Um, but it wasn't actually, it didn't actually come out properly, right? So it was due to come out on the 26th, um, and uh, people were tweeting saying it was back. And the, like I said, there was a trailer, even though it was one of the worst game trailers I've ever seen. It does look very low rent, which is never a good sign. Um, Nintendo never mentioned it on their eShop. It was it was only on third party, or it was only listed as a third party game. Am I right? Is that right? No, no, it it came out on the Nintendo eShop in the oh, it US. It did come out on the eShop. Yeah, but they they've they've since pulled it, right? Oh, sorry, yes. it's it's no longer on the eShop. Yeah. Okay. Um, in, sorry, yeah, it never came out in Europe at all, and now Amazon only lists third party sellers of the game. Um, but yeah, like sorry, you did say yeah, so it does. It was released on the US eShop, but only for a few hours, and then it just disappeared, which sort of stacks up to be quite a strange story because it doesn't really make much sense. Um, so there have been a lot of uh, sort of crazy rumours that have been flying around about this um, is that the game was mining cryptocurrency. It was using your Switch to mine cryptocurrency, um, which I suppose would be quite easy to do, right? You download all the software and you don't realise that in the background of your game, <laughs> Steph Murphy has got mining <laughs> cryptocurrency for you. <laughs> um the owners of the Cooking Mama IP didn't know anything about the game, which is interesting. That, again, that's, one of, that's one of the rumours. Yeah. Rumors. I, I, I should say these are all rumours, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, I think we you actually said that some of these rumours have been laid to rest a little bit, Jamie, haven't they? They've been, yes, exactly. There was a, like, a later interview that came out. But these are the, these are the original rumours that were coming out. Um, it's got a... It has a blockchain-based DRM, which... I, d- I guess that's linked to the mining of the cryptocurrency thing. Well, yeah. And that I don't really one, know what that means, I've got to admit. No, and exactly. And that weird thing about that one was I believe that quote actually came from the game's official press release from the publishers. Right, okay. They described so that was, it. That was... Yeah. Uh, like, the mining right. cryptocurrency stuff, like, that was just a rumour. Uh, but the whole blockchain DRM thing, again, whatever that really means, I, th- I don't know how because those two things... blockchain is like... I know blockchain is kind of cryptocurrency related and DRM yeah. is like an anti-piracy kind of measure. 
but yeah, like but how did this I don't really know what that means for <laughs> for fucking cooking, Mama. Well, so like, if I had to guess, right, for me, what that I suppose, and this is what maybe why people said it was mining um, cryptocurrency because blockchain effectively the entirety or everyone who owns the game has the blockchain. And then if you buy the game, I guess you get added to it. So you constantly can check whether or not you're an actual real user, but then you'd have to be online all the time so that you can, you know, it's constantly checking, I suppose that you've not got like a, I don't, I don't know. So I mean, the reason that statement might have made it into the uh, press release is uh, explained somewhat by something that Jones is going to get to. Shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was also rumoured that it was making switches overheat in like half an hour and it just destroys your battery Yeah, no life. fucking shit because um, it was mining cryptocurrency. <laughs> um, the dev- developer of the game was also a mystery People for some time. People didn't know who the developer was, which is like, I love that. I mean, that's insane. Um, and the publisher didn't really claim ownership. <laughs> on their website. So it was like they'd published it, but they didn't know who developed it, but they weren't going to say they'd actually put it out. So it's kind of a strange, it gets stranger and stranger. Um, eventually a dev did come out and say that they were the ones who had made it. Um, and well, they it, did it, respond it, to anonymously. Some of the it was anonymous. anonymously, but they, they responded to some of the rumors. So they said the cryptocurrency um, rumor was miscommunication. So I'd imagine that's tied into the, um, blockchain DRM is that it's that's it's actually a blockchain DRM which people see blockchain they think crypto blah 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 so it gets well, a little bit confusing because the uh, sorry to jump in Jonesy but no, no, um, go for it please the um, <clears throat> the this anonymous developer who's speaking out claimed that the the head of the publisher who by the way they call Planet Entertainment we do know that we do know that um, included that blockchain DRM thing in the press release as quote fancy language that he thought would attract investors. So he thought if you put blockchain into the into hey, the it's language, a bu- it's a buzzword. It's a buzzword, go, everybody. It's a, bu- so. a buzzword. Yeah. Um, so the crashes and the overheating apparently were co- were caused by the fact that the game was made by people that were working on their first game. So I guess it was really badly optimized. So it's just using so much power from the switch that it's eating all the battery life. It's overheating the system, which I mean is not an excuse, right? That's horrendous. Um. The latest is, though, that there's a now legal battle taking place between the publisher, Planet Entertainment, and the holders of the IP, which is Office Create. So, because obviously they're like, this is our IP. You can't just take it, make a goddamn game with a bunch of first-time devs and pump it out. Like, what are you idiots doing? So, I really hope that they... I actually hope they win that battle and um, um, Office Create get some... Get them to, you know... Well, maybe that's why it's been taken down, right? It's because the legal battle has been started. Well, there are also there's suggestions from people at uh, Planet Entertainment. And again, I doubt they actually know the specifics of it, so maybe <laughs> don't believe it firsthand. But they claimed that the reason it disappeared very quickly is because Office Create, who used to make all the Cooking Mama games, have a very tight relationship with Nintendo. Um, right. And at the point in the relationship prior to the game's release, Office Create were talking, telling Planet Entertainment, like, look... You only need to improve this game or cancel it. You cannot release this game. And Planet Entertainment were like, well, we're going to release it anyway. Um, and released it. And right. as soon as uh, they the, the, the Office Create caught wind of that, they went to Nintendo and were like, get rid of this game. And so Nintendo okay. uh, pulled it from the eShop entirely before it even could come out in other regions. Uh, obviously, some re- most retailers like Amazon are not selling it Apparently, a few physical copies did show up in places like Target in the US, but 
outside of that, it, it, you can't really get this game. You it's can't so find bizarre, it. man. I will say it now. If you can get your hands on a copy of this game, right, go out, get it, because it will be worth money in years to come. Because <laughs> yeah. if it doesn't ever get resold again, you are going to have, especially a physical copy, you are yeah. going to have a very limited edition <laughs> game. So I'd say go out there and get it. Yeah, it's, it's like the new, the so, new PT. Uh, cons- <laughs> switch consoles yeah. with the cooking mama fucking cooking star on it are going to sell for like thousands of dollars. Exactly. But it's, it's interesting that um, uh, Office Creative said that if they polished the game, they would they could have released it. It's because you have to wonder that actually they would have said, if this game gets released, we own the IP, then we'll do a, a deal after the fact where they have to pay us a buttload of money if it it's, sells well. It's just like, which is what I would assume would have happened. But. It just seems like fucking... It, it, the whole story is just fucking bizarre. It's madness, though. I mean, if you go, on to, if you go online, go onto YouTube, look up the trailer for this game... And you will find that it is only like shared by some really random YouTube channels. Um, so it's called Cooking Mama Feet Cookstar, in case people didn't get that at the beginning. Um, it's got a bit of a weird, janky trailer. There's multiple versions of it. Like, yeah, just go and have a look at it because there's more info out there. Um, and it's a yeah. weird, somehow a weird story. This is barely scratching the surface on this story, which will probably be a Netflix original documentary series <laughs> by the end of the week. Yeah, at this rate. yeah there's going to be yeah, some hopefully. guy talking to camera saying like, and I almost had to suck a dick to get some water. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. Jesus Christ. This will financially ruin me, or whatever the <laughs> Tiger King meme is. But I, so I hadn't even heard of this story until Jamie was filling me, filling me in on it, and it does sound like one of the sort of craziest... Um, like just weirdest things to happen recently in gaming is that someone just decided to take this IP and just see if they could sneak it out, I guess, and just get some money. I, I think but, it was official. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I want to say my interpretation of this, at least, is that this was all happening by the book. The part of it that wasn't meant to happen were Planet Entertainment weren't meant to hire a team of first-time developers to make a bad and poorly optimized game that then got released when the IP owners were like, no, we don't want to release. But one thing the developer did point out in the interview he's given anonymously, and it's it's a good point, is that you can't just put games on Nintendo or Sony stores. Yeah, like the, the these checks, went through right? approval processes and were approved. So anyone who out there like this is where I kind of take off the tinfoil hat a little bit. It's like, yeah, sure, stuff can slip through the net and Nintendo might have missed stuff. But Nintendo, of all people, who are famous for the fact that they used to put their own fucking seal of approval on games, uh, let this onto the eShop, if only momentarily. Okay, how about this, kind though, of Jamie? bizarre. How about yeah. we put back on your tinfoil hat and we put on another tinfoil hat so you double tinfoil it, right? Because <laughs> what if, what if this now, this whole story, this so stupid little fucking blockchain cooking mama story blows <laughs> wide open this massive conspiracy whereby the Yakuza forced Nintendo to fucking develop this game because they are in it for the oh. blockchain. Chris, now you're thinking like Netflix. I love it. Oh, I like yeah. it. Hell yeah. That's, how, the, that's where it goes. Jamie, as you were saying that, I did think this is Fire Festival for gaming because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's that kind of thing, right? Because they've got a lot of legit stuff in there, but they've also got a whole load of bullshit. Yeah, all we need is like, Ja Rule to kind of show his face and fucking... <laughs> That's done. By the so. game. <laughs> uh, but hey, I'll tell you what, I'll, oh, do, I'll do the segment for you, Jonesy, because that's a weird fucking story. But there's another weird story that I said you guys should most definitely cover in this podcast. Yes, yes, this is this is a pretty awesome story. So go on, Chris, hit us up. <laughs> well, I'm just going to tee you guys into it because Dana White, he of uh, UFC fame. I mean, he's the owner, right? A president. 
president of the UFC. So obviously everyone's fucking self-isolating and there's been a whole bunch of questions and question marks on who's going to fight in the next UFC, where's it going to take place, blah, blah, blah. So Dana White, I'm sure, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm sure because I don't want to be sued for libel or whatever, slander, whatever (laughs) it fucking is. But perhaps it could have been that he shoved his face in a bucket full of cocaine and then decided to release a press statement saying that he is going to he's going to start hosting fights every single week for UFC on a secure private island. Oh, yes. Just like God. Th- this is okay, it's so fight island. It it's fucking mental. You guys can unpack it because you you're the, the the UFC guys, but the only thing I want to say is this sounds like some fucking uh, tournament of the Iron Fist, Mortal Kombat, Dead or Alive fucking bullshit where one dude is like, I'm going to have a fucking uh, tournament on an island. Remember there was that movie, The Quest, with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's like that kind of shit. It, it's great and it's fucking mental in equal measure. Yeah. It is, um, yeah, it's definitely uh, an exciting, crazy, ridiculous, like, should this happen? I don't, I don't think it should happen, but I kind of want it to just because it's so insane. <laughs> Because like you say, it does sound like Mortal Kombat. Because he's basically, yeah, Dana White has said he can't get the fighting done on the mainland US. There's a lot of events coming up um, that are obviously going to get dropped. And so if he secures this island, I guess the whole point is that he can have the fights there and then you can watch them on pay-per-view. So, I, I, You know what? It might be something to get me to start watching UFC, honestly. I mean, You can't watch any other sport, so you might as well. The, yeah, exactly. That's kind of the weird conflict here. Is like, on the one hand, it's great press because you're like, you have to admire the fucking the balls on this guy to do something so ridiculous. But on the other hand, it does raise slightly, it does raise some ethical concerns, let's say. Um, and there's a huge amount of skepticism uh, over whether or not this will even happen yeah. for a number of reasons. Because didn't, didn't Dana White also say like, oh, the fighters won't actually know where they're going until they get there? Yeah, well, so <laughs> I guess for some context, like Dana White has been the biggest fucking weirdo through this whole thing uh when the outbreak first happened and sports events around the world everything from uh the euros to the olympics and you name it was getting cancelled for good bloody fucking reason uh dana white came out and said like nah every single event's gonna go ahead um every single event's gonna go ahead we're fine fighting's different ufc's different we're good we're solid keep watching keep paying um for reference we're now at the time of recording on the 9th of april and there hasn't been a UFC event uh, since March 14th, and that one took place behind oh, closed okay. doors. So they have cancelled three, I think either three or four non-pay-per-view events since then. The issue is now they're coming up against uh, the first scheduled pay-per-view event since this all went down, UFC 249, meant to take place on the 18th of April. And again, That's Dana White... Yeah, that soon. Dana Money White is... Um, <laughs> convinced and adamant that this will happen. Um, One piece of misinformation that's worth clearing up is UFC 249, which was the uh, originally meant to be headlined by Khabib Nurmagomedov against Tony Ferguson, and is now Tony Ferguson against Justin Gagey, is not taking place on the island. That is taking place in the continental (laughs) USA. But again, Chris, at an unspecified location, because Dana White claims that if he announces it now, weirdos will start making, and it, weirdos is his word, will start <laughs> making phone calls and get it cancelled. 
So this is a dude <laughs> oh, who's right. got, he's got, he's got a full-on cocaine paranoia, basically. So I thought I it was a slight different reason. I thought the reason he didn't want to announce or te- even because he doesn't even tell the fighters, I think, where it was going to be, right? I thought it was going to, until like, you know, the day, I thought it was because they didn't want fans to show up. But it's, he actually said he didn't want weirdos to like. He, 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 said, he said, and wow, again, he okay. was talking about, this was not him talking about the island. This was him talking no, the about US one. the thing that was going to happen um, in just over a week. Uh, yeah, he said that if he announced it, weirdos would, weirdos would start making phone calls, I think was the quote, something like that. But yeah, everything about this is mental. I love it. I love it. Can I can I come down and one? Okay, I kind of think that I'm kind of with Dana White in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, because there's so much money in in a lot of sports, right? But UFC is is one man v one man or one woman v one woman, whatever. So if you can go and you can you can get the fighter and you can test them for corona there and then at their house and they come off cl- and they're clean, you can then get them into like a vacuum sealed bubble, put them in a vehicle or a plane that they can afford all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and the whole team is all, you know, suited up. Everyone gets tested. They fly to the island. Then you do the same thing with the other team and you make sure that everybody there is, is, is Corona free. Then you're on the island. You're on, you're on fight Island. I don't really <laughs> have a problem. But I, I, don't I kind of get it. need to go that far, Jones. I mean, fucking WrestleMania just happened and it was like without a crowd. Yeah, but see, that's that to me might be slightly more difficult because there's more people involved, isn't there? In like WrestleMania, but again, yeah, I mean, it's not that many more. People. Well, it's a it's, bunch of fighters. Still, I mean, it's like what's it's, the it's difference not, to like a paid well, UFC yeah. event, right? Yeah, so it's, it's, to be fair, it's probably typical, like similar. So it's probably like ten or so fighters, I guess. So it's probably similar to like a UFC um, event. But if you, oh, can you, test you the UFC person, will have more, like. The UFC will have like ten, ten to twelve fighters just on the main card, but there's I, prelims I was thinking and that, then early prelims. I was, I, I'm assuming they would drop the prelims and stuff, though, because I don't. I don't know if they're well, doing possibly, it. Possibly, well, possibly. maybe I don't know. Then everyone's everyone's got a corner which will have three or four people in it. There's all the people who do the production side of thing. So you wonder if they but, can if they reduce that number as much as possible, and then they test everyone because they can buy the tests. Yeah, I kind of feel like as long as everyone on that island is. Clear. And they, so they've said they're going to send every single uh, fighter and their corner a home test, and they will also be tested on site. Can um, I can I make a bold prediction? Go mm-hmm. for it. This is going to save the human race. <laughs> He's going to create a utopia island free of coronavirus, the only place on Earth where you oh, will shit. not contract coronavirus. We're and all you know fucking what, Chris? burning around here. And there's fucking Dana White saying, oh, these guys thought I was a fucking cokehead. No, we're wrong. Wanna, um, I'm a philanthropist. And we'll want to go there. We'll want to go to the island to be yeah. free. Yeah. So and then, we will sign up for and UFC. And then how excellent is this? If you want entry into <laughs> UFC Island, you've got to fight for it. You've you got to fight for your residency oh, in UFC Island. And then they, they issue you a passport if you win. Here's oh, a bolder excellent. claim for you, Chris. Not to yeah. kind of... You know, put a nail in the coffin. I don't think most of this is going to happen. <laughs> even even UFC two forty nine, which Jamie, well, even come on, believe come UFC two forty nine, which is the more believable element of all of this because it doesn't involve a fucking fantasy fighting <laughs> island. Is bizarrely, it's like I don't know. Like the fighters haven't been told where they're going to fight. Um, there are people who are in certain countries and might not be able to leave those countries. The fight card was announced like at the time of recording two or three days ago. And since then, one of the women involved in the co-main event has pulled out the broadcaster who owns the rights to show UFC coverage in the Netherlands has said that they are refusing to show UFC 249 for ethical reasons. 
you basically this is Dana White who has a contract with ESPN to show a min, a certain amount of fights per year on their platform trying to hold everything together as best he can and if there's one thing that UFC fans know about Dana White is he will look down the barrel of the lens he will look you individually <laughs> in the eye and he will lie until he can no longer lie um, and I think this is him just trying to hold everything together until it all falls apart. Something will it, probably right? happen. Yeah, exactly. Fake it till you make it. And he's the king of that. Something will probably happen. Some fight will <laughs> well, go why ahead. Why doesn't he just say, all right, listen, until this whole thing blows over, no fucking UFC fights. But the the second that anything is fucking lifted and people can start fighting, we're well, going to have a fight every single fucking day. Well, I, I think the, logistic, the logistics of having a fight every day are probably They'd a bit too money, tough. He's got yeah, time. And people, he's, people wouldn't be able to buy pay-per-views. But also, like, these fights cost, is it $60, $80 in the United States when they're pay-per-views? People aren't going to buy them every week, let alone every day. Dude, I'll tell um, you, as soon as this COVID ban fucking lifts, people are going to be fucking making it rain. No, they're not. Money's going to be they're, fucking... People are going to have money. They're going the to gonna start, they're gonna start applying... They're going to start applying... Enough. They're going to be start applying for jobs again because yeah. a record number of people have been unemployed for a record number of time. It's the total opposite. Yeah, I think, and a lot of countries are all going into re- are starting. A lot of them are starting to go into recession now yeah. as well, aren't they? Is like it France that's just gone into recession? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But hey, look, that we're getting in a bit down on that. But hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that um, the UFC Island. I'm hoping that Mortal Kombat Island will happen. Do, and do you remember when um, the Mortal Kombat game was like Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe? The next yeah, one's just yeah, yeah. M- oh, yes. M- yeah, yeah. MK versus UFC, where it's like <laughs> fucking Conor McGregor getting Scorpion to do the, come over here, get over here. Yeah, but Dana White will be in the game again for some fucking Dana reason. White has been in the UFC game, yeah, yeah so... Well, I'd love it if it. they put it with his actual fighting ability in real life and you just get to kick the crap out of him. Yeah, yeah, but, but he's, he's on the CM Mortal Kombat side. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Undead. Undead yeah. Dana White. Goro versus CM Punk. Oh, <laughs> Well, Lovely. Hey, this has been this has been a nice departure from gaming, but I think we should touch on one more gaming story before we uh, wrap up. I like it. Just a, a little bow on it, yeah. Yeah, just a little quick one. Um, Google Stadia, Google mm. Stadia Pro, in fact, oh, okay. um, is going to be well, is has gone free for two months. Um, if you have a Gmail email, you can sign up. And you can get Google Stadia with, I think it's, I've seen it said eight games and I've seen it said nine games, so I'm not exactly sure how many, um, but free games so that you can play, you can play at home uh, to your heart's content, one of the, one of the few games that they've got on offer. Um, shall I, shall I give you the list? Do you want to hear yeah, what yeah. games are available? R- rattle through that list. So Destiny to the Collection, Grid, Guilt, SteamWorld Dig 2, SteamWorld Quest, Hand of Gilgamesh. Serious Sam collections, Spitlings, Stacks on Stacks, and Thumper are all going to be uh, free to play. Um, so you can get on there for two months. You can play it. Um, one thing to be said, though, is that you need to sign up. Then it's two months. So you need to make sure you uns- like unsubscribe before you get charged because <laughs> it will go back to being nine ninety nine again in dollars. I don't know what it is in pounds. Is it the same thing? Is it £9.99? I don't know. But okay. look, we said last week that Stadia need to do something because they should be they should be rolling in it by now because people are struggling, you know, to play games, et cetera, et cetera. So the fact that they are not making the most of this situation is kind of mad. Oh, one other thing to mention is Google um, Stadia Pro has gone from 4K streaming to only 1080 because of throttling and internet speeds and all sorts. Like, they're, they're not trying to break the internet ah, by doing this. They could never I get it to work properly anyway. Yeah, I don't think they need to worry about it, to be fair. I don't think that many people are going to sign up. Um, but 
So, but hey, look, it's, it, you might as well jump on. You might as well, this is, if you ever wanted to, to have a go at Google Stadia Pro minus the 4K, like this is the time to do it. Yes. Um, Agreed. I think, Jamie, yeah. you said that you're going you're gonna to jump in. I yeah, absolutely. For the, for the exact reason you just said, like if you've ever been even remotely curious about whether it's Google Stadia or just uh, streaming games in general, you want to know where the technology's at at the moment, how well it works, how well your internet might cope with it, all these kind of things that I'm sure we've all wondered about in the past. Um, this is a free opportunity to try it. So, like, there's nothing to lose, really, unless you, yeah, I guess as Jonesy no, said, forget to cancel. Yeah, I guess there's nothing to download or take up any hard drive space. Uh, it's just yeah. sign up, use your bandwidth, and there you go. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, and I guess with that, that reached the end of the podcast. Lovely. Thank you very much for joining me, both of you. This has been fantastic. Um, nice job hosting, Thank you for AJ. hosting, mate. Yeah. No, no problem. Um, so if you're watching us on uh, YouTube, we're also on podcasting platforms. Um, and if you're listening to us on a podcasting platform, we're also on YouTube at Super Show Pod, and we are at Twitter as well. So uh, drop a tweet. You can also get hold of all of us on our individual Twitters. Look at my little board oh, behind me right here. Oh, look at that little thing. Uh, at Chris J Mono and uh, at ATG Jamie because he hasn't changed it yet. So you hold can on. Didn't we say so. that we had a we had a, cha- uh, a challenge for Jamie this week to get a handle? I don't think it was by this challenge. I think we said he needs to find one. I think is what we were saying. Uh, I think we got to give him a, a time frame on that one, but we'll leave it for now. For fuck's sake, man! That's uh, I don't. I don't have. I don't know. <laughs> But hey, look, if you did... Uh, oh, we need a word. We need a code word. We need a code word. People code word, Oh, yeah, code you, word. You've you got to choose it because you're the host. Oh, God. Um, oh, okay, what's well, say Fight Island. Or should we say Fight Island is the code word? Hell yeah. Yeah, so in the comments... Yeah, uh, it's, it's original, Island. it's hilarious, laugh out loud <laughs> funny, and uh, sounds like the perfect code word. Yeah, and we will... <laughs> We'll know that you've reached the uh, the end of the podcast. Um, okay, can can I like adapt this, it slightly, Jonesy? What, about, jo- what about Jonesy's Fight Island? Okay, Jonesy's Fight Island. There we That's go. good. That's good. Um, if you enjoyed this, though, and you want to join our Patreon, we are at a Super Show Pod on Patreon as well. Um, and you can join our Discord for as little as $2, and then you can chat to us, chat to us in the real sometimes yeah. when we're on there. Um, we're on regularly, you boys are on there. I need to get on there more, definitely. <laughs> You both need to do everything more by the sounds of things. You're too busy raising children and building sheds. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. I don't, God help either of you when you get a job again, because it looks like you somehow replaced all that time with whatever you guys do. Dude, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, how have I come off the back of, like, a job that was all taking time. up all of my time to now not having a job and just recording a podcast once a week <laughs> and having less time than I had before? How did yeah. that happen? How does that happen? Jeez. Where does the time go? It's like, you, yeah, you know. Yeah. But hey, thanks for joining us and we will see you again next week. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Bye.